Ashley Brock reading Dolores Fawson's book, Nate, Chapter 5. Nate parked the SUV near Cad's truck, a good quarter of a mile from the Lost Apostle Ranch house. This had to work. He already set his phone to vibrate and had Darcy do the same. Now, he slid his gun from his shoulder holster, eased his SUV door shut, and started down the exact path his brother had instructed him to take. A path that would hopefully keep them out of sight from those guards patrolling the place. Nate glanced back at Darcy and put his index finger to his mouth. Even though he had already made it clear that they had to make a silent approach, not easy to do considering Darcy was wearing those blasted high heels. Still, she'd, she'd have to adjust. The last thing he wanted was to give another reason to fire in case the babies were nearby. Part of him prayed this wasn't another decoy, even though, according to Cad, the half-dozen or more guards were armed to the hilt. At least if knowing Kimmy were here, then Nate would finally know where the children were. Of course, that was just the first step. He had to get them out, safe, sound, and unharmed. Even though it was late afternoon, it was still hot, and sweat began to trickle down his back. So did the fear. He'd never had this much at stake. Yes, he lost Ellie, but that had been different. His wife had been a cop, capable of defending herself in most situations. Kimmy was his little girl. Nate choked back the fear, followed the beaten path until he spotted Cad on the side of a grassy hill. His brother was on his stomach, head lifted so he could peer over the top. Cad also had his gun drawn. Cad glanced at him, but his brother's eyes narrowed when he looked at Darcy. Yeah, Nate wasn't pleased about her being there either, but he had. Hadn't had a choice. If he'd left her at the sheriff's office, she would have just tried to follow them, and he couldn't have blamed her. If their situations had been reversed, he would have done the same. The others are on their way, Nate whispered. He dropped down next to Cad. Darcy did the same, her left arm landing against Nate's right one. Close contact, yet again contact Nate decided to ignore. Instead, he took Cad's binoculars and looked at their situation. It wasn't good. Nate didn't need but a glimpse to determine that. All the windows had newspaper taped to the glass. No one to see inside. Outside was a different set of problems. There were armed gunmen milling around the ranch house, all carrying assault rifles, and were dressed in black. Nate counted three, including the one standing guard at the front door, but then he saw one more. When the man peered out from around the back of the house, there was yet another on the roof and, on, and one on the road near the cattle gate that closed off the property. The gunmen had an ideal position because they controlled the only road that led to the ranch, and they obviously had, gone had good visibility with their comrade perched on the roof. Plus, there was a lot of open space around the ranch house itself. There were barns and a few other outbuildings that could be used for cover, but it wouldn't be easy to get to the house without being spotted by one of those armed goons. Are the children there? Darcy whispered. Can't tell. Nate handed the binoculars so Darcy could see for herself. Grayson and the others should be here soon. Nate relayed to Cat. I called him just a few minutes before we got here, and he's bringing an infrared device so we can get an idea of who's inside and how many. That was critical information so they would know the full scope of what they were up against. How many will be with Grayson? Cat asked. Nate mentally made a count. Grayson, Dave, Mason, and Mel. Six total with you and me. Even odds. Well... Even odds for the gunmen outside the house, but Nate was betting there was some firepower inside as well. 
The FBI should have choked a hold on the surrounding area in place in about an hour. Cad let him know. Chokehold. In other words, the agents would be coming from the outside and moving in to make sure no one got away if the gunmen scattered. Nate was thankful for the extra help, but an hour was a lifetime. Besides, he didn't want the gunmen spotting the agents and opening fire. This is San Antonio PD's jurisdiction. Nate reminded his brother, Cadna, I want family calling the shots on this. Yeah, because for Nate and the rest of the Rylands, this was a personal as it got. Nate trusted the FBI, had worked well with them on many occasions, but he didn't want anyone thinking with their trigger fingers on their federal rules. Or their federal rules. But he also didn't want emotions to create a deadly scenario that included Darcy. Beside him, her breath was still racing, and she had the binoculars pressed her eyes. How do we get in there? She asked. We don't. Nate quickly corrected her. He took the binoculars from her and had another one. You'll stay here. And what will you be doing? She challenged. That would be a complicated answer, so he turned to Cat. I need a closer look at the house. A different angle so I can tell if I can try to see in one of those windows. Cat gave him a laugh. Grayson is bringing infrared. He reminded Nate, yes, but Nate didn't think he could just lie there waiting for his brother and the equipment to arrive. I have to know if Kimmy is all right, he mouthed, hoping that Darcy wouldn't hear him and echo the same about Noah. Cat Huff glanced around and grabbed the binoculars. You stay here with Miss Burkhart. Nate called, it's my daughter. I should take the risk. No flat look this time. This one was cocky. Won't be a risk if I do it. Catisher, stay put, big brother. My head is a lot more level than yours right now. Nate couldn't agree with that, but man, he wanted to. He wanted just a glimpse of his baby to make sure she was okay. Cat hooked the binoculars around his neck, shot a stay put glance at them, and began to crawl to the left side of the hill. He went about twenty feet, ducking behind some underbrush and then behind an oak. Nate kept his eye on Cat until he disappeared from sight, and he turned his attention back to the gunman. He wouldn't be able to see as well without the binoculars, but at least he could detect any movement that might indicate if one of them had spotted Cad. They have to be all right, Darcy mumbled. She, too, had her attention nailed to the patrolling gunman. Nate heard the sniffle that she was trying to suppress. This was obviously ripping her apart, and he wanted to comfort her. Okay, he didn't. He didn't want to to be pulled into this strange bond that was developing between them. He couldn't. But then Darcy sniffed, sniffed again, and Nate saw the tears slide down her cheek. Hell, so much for cooling down this bond. He couldn't slip his arm around her because he wanted to keep his gun ready. But he did give her a nudge, causing her to look at him. I'm a good cop, he reminded her. So are my brothers. We will get the children out of there. Darcy blinked back, fresh tears, nodded, squeezed her eyes shut a moment. She also eased her head against his shoulder. It wasn't a hug, but it might as well have been. Nate felt it go through him, a warmth that was both familiar and unfamiliar at the same time. He recognized the emotions, the comfort that only a parent in Darcy's position could give, but there was also some heat mixed with that warmth, even though she was still the enemy of on some levels. She was also a woman, an attractive one, and his body wasn't going to let him forget that. She opened her eyes, met his gaze, until Nate turned his attention back where it belonged, on the gunman. I could go out there, Darcy whispered. 
I can offer myself in exchange for the children. Hear me out, she added when he opened his mouth to drink. If they kill me, then you still be here to save Kimmy and Noah. Admirable, Nate mumbled, but stupid. We don't need a sacrificial lamb. We just need some equipment and a plan. And apparently both had arrived. He heard movement footsteps and Nate took aim in that direction just in case but it wasn't necessary because he spotted Grayson Dade Mason and Mel itching their way through the grass toward them Nate eased away from Darcy putting a little space between them but it was too late he knew from Grayson's slightly raised eyebrow that he'd taken note of the contact and was wondering what the devil was going on Cad's trying to get a look inside the windows Nate said ignoring Grayson's raised eyebrow he tipped his head in the direction where he'd last seen Cad. This should help. Grayson handed Nate the handheld infrared scanner, and all four crouched down on the hill next to Darcy and him. Nate didn't waste any time. He put his gun aside, turned on the device, and named it at the house. The human images formed as red blobs on the screen, and the first thing he saw was an adult figure, and then two smaller ones. The babies, Darcy said on a rise of breath. She probably would have bolted off the hill. Nate hadn't latched onto her and pulled her back to the ground. Yes, the smaller figures were almost certainly the children, and the person who appeared to be holding them was probably Marlene. Judging from the position of the blobs, Marlene was sitting with the babies on her lap. They were in a room at the back of the ranch. Mason mumbled some profanity, and Nate didn't have to guess why. Marlene and the babies were alone in the room, but they weren't alone. There were two larger figures at the front part of the house, men, and judging from the placement of their arms, they were holding weapons. At least eight of them, Nate supplied. That meant whoever was behind this had some big bucks and a very deep motive. Nate took the infrared and aimed it at other outbuildings, no doubt to see if they were guards inside. The movement to their left sent them all aiming their weapons in that direction, but it was only Cad. The windows of the house are all covered. He relayed to him. But I do have some good news. No cameras or surveillance equipment that I can see monitoring on the house or anywhere near it. Plus, four FBI agents are in place on the outside perimeter of the property, and more are on the way. The ones here are waiting for orders. Grayson pulled in a long breath and looked at Nate. We should wait here for another call from the kidnappers. It's clear they want something, and eventually they'll have to say what. So, we can negotiate release of the hostages. It was standard procedure, the most logical option. Grayson had spilled it out like the true copy was. Wait! Darcy challenged. Nate kept her anchor to the ground by grabbing her arm. Grayson out. I'm already alerted the bank in case we need a large sum of cash, and every road leading away from the area is being watched. But her babies are in there, Darcy sobbed. She was close to hysterical now, and Nate knew he had to do something to keep both her and himself calm. I've over having a closer look, Mason said. With just those few words, he had everyone's attention. We don't need a warrant because we've seen proof that the children are inside with armed kidnappers that makes it an immediate threat situation they couldn't agree with that i brought a tranquilizer gun rigged with a silencer and i can get on the roof and take out the gun the guard there that would give us some breathing room plus i'm wearing all black just like them so i can blend in they took that all and it's all immediate problem the guy on the road would have to be taken out too. Cat supplied, finishing what Nate had started to say. I can do that hand to hand. I can sneak up on him using those trees to the right. 
I'll knock him unconscious before you can take a shot and neutralize the threat. He looked back at me and how the devil do you plan on getting on top of the roof? Black man, Mason cried. He's parked right by the side of the house. It wasn't if Mason could make it that far undetected. He might be able to crawl on top of the van and tranquilize the guard on the roof. The key to this kind of approach was to go as quietly as possible. And then what? Grayson pressed, staring at Mason. Mason said, I'll see if I can quietly take out some of the others with the tranquilizer gun. Grayson stayed silent a moment, then tapped the infrared screen. Someone would have to be positioned to go in through the back to get to Marlene and the children, while someone else is occupying the two in the front of the house, especially the one on the porch. I'll take the front. Dade volunteered. Once Cad's finished playing hand-to-hand -hand with the guy on the road, he'll be close enough to move in so he can help me out if I need it. That leaves the back of the house for me. Grayson spelled out. Or me, Neepot. Bad idea, Grayson let him know. Cat echoed the same, and it was Cat who continued. If you're down there and the kidnappers call, and you can get us killed, just try to answer your phone. Best if Darcy knew I'd hear, Grayson finished. Darcy looked at Nate and shook her head. I have to do something to help. Oh, this was going to be hard. Nate understood Darcy's need because it was his need, too. But Grayson was right. A call from the kidnappers could be deadly if Dar Darcy and he were near the ranch. We have to stay here, Nate told her, and like before, he got a, at face level with her so he could force eye contact, kept his voice as calm and gentle as he could manage. We'll be able to help. We can keep watch and alert them if anything changes or goes wrong. There was no doubt, debate in her eyes, just the inevitable surrender. I'll watch the infrared, she finally said. Darcy took the device and focused on it. Nate looked up at Grace. You'll need backup. Yeah, I'll have male positioned with a rifle somewhere down there. Grayson pointed to a heavily treed area that was still on high ground, but much closer to the ranch than they were, they were now. And then there's you. Grayson added he handed Nate another rifle, which he'd taken from the equipment back that Mel had with her. His brother didn't mention that if Nate had to fire, it would be dire circumstances, but it would be. Cad, call your agents and tell them the plan. I want them positioned and ready. Ask back up. Jason paused a moment. And if anything goes wrong, then we all pull out. No shots are to be fired into the house. He glanced at each other. Understand? Questions? No one said a thing. Grayson gave Nate one last glance, and his brothers and Mel started to move. They were already out of sight before Nate admitted to himself that the plan could be a really bad idea, but staying put could too. Without a working crystal ball, he had no idea what approach was best, but he did know he had to do everything to get the babies out of there. The sooner, the better. It'll be okay, right? Darcy asked without taking her attention from the infant. It will be. Nate tried to sound as convinced as he wanted to be, and he put his handgun in his holster so he could get the rifle in the position. I think they're sleeping, she added, staring at the screen, and it looks as if Marlene is rocking them. It did. The babies certainly weren't squirming around, but that made him wonder. Had they been drugged? That tore right at Nate, and he had to take a deep breath just to loosen the knot that put in his throat. No one will want his dinner soon. Darcy whispered. Nate knew where she was going with this, and he figured it had to stop. They would drive themselves mad considering all the things that could go wrong. He glanced at her, both 
but stopped when he heard a sound, a snap, as if someone had stepped on a twig, not to the side where the others had walked. This came, sound came from behind them. Nate turned, trying to get the rifle into position, but it was already too late. The man stepped through the wall of thick shrubs and aimed the gun right at Nate. End of chapter 5